for you to say that you like Trump in Canada, like that's a bold statement. So, you know, I'm trying to look at all this stuff, dude, as like, there's not this good or bad. There's only where we decide, you know, place them. But there's one thing for certain, Scott. Yeah. Biden is a stooge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, it sounds good. What's got you down? Are you all right? Like, I'm, I'm not vaccinated. Okay. Okay. And yeah. so uh, my, my whole thing from, from the you. Yeah, yeah, I guess the fucking my life is miserable. It's fucking horrible. I can't imagine. Uh, and I have this a small dog sitting company, and I bring in a little bit of other business, like with this third party thing, mm-hmm. right? And so somebody wanted some dog care, and they they said that they had been double vaccinated, and just curious if I was too, right? And I just said, you know what? Like they apologized for not asking earlier because it was, we were going back and forth for a couple of days and finally this happened. I'm like, listen, I don't discriminate when it comes to dog care. That was my answer. Right. Yeah. And, they, and they go, well, if you're not vaccinated, well, we're probably not going to come for this meet and greet so I could see the dog and all that kind of stuff. And I said, uh-huh. hey, you know, I said, this is nothing personal. This just comes down to like, you know, my ethics and I just don't want to participate in this type of interaction. So happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever it might be. So I just thought that was it. He didn't reply with much like happy holidays to me or whatever. Of course not. He's the victim. So yeah, 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 of course. Well, you're an awful person. (laughs) I'm a bad person, right? Probably all kinds of other pejoratives. Exactly. And so I get an email from this company saying like, hey, by the way, uh, you know, you don't have to be vaccinated to be able to provide service. But uh, you know, you have to tell them that you're not vaccinated. I'm like, mm-hmm. I, now I disagree completely. If they ask me, uh, I can, I can say no, or I can just say that I don't think we're a good fit. I'm not yeah, going to leave course. my conversation off. Like I did with this one. Hey, Scott, how are you? I'm Jason. And I'm not vaccinated. Like that's fucking yeah. stupid. Well, well right? also why, why would you, why should you feel the need that it's like the same requirements as like a, a, a pedophile right. or like a, it's, it's just a very, yeah, I don't like that. I'm yeah. not a fan of that. And I'm in New York, which is, uh, it's starting to, uh, it, it, I don't know. We're past the realm of, of things making sense to me. Right. I know that. I know that. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't know. I have a lot of opinions about the matter, I guess. Okay, great. Well, let's just get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I want this to be like a, a candid COVID conversation. I have mm. never spoken with Scott Hall before. Uh, he is a comedian based out of New York City, also has his own podcast, Scott Hall Podcast. It's badass. It's funny. I love it. I appreciate that very much, as, as I love your podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. So this is a of beautiful course. marriage of the two right here. Yes, sir. And I thought you would be just a great candidate because you're a comedian. I, I love the way that you speak on things, and maybe it would bring some levity to the conversation that we're having right now. Uh, now, yeah. I don't want to ask people's vaccination status, but I'm going to just assume that you are. Uh, I got I got the non-mRNA ones. Okay. <laughs> That's what I did. And know what the crazy thing is? And I find this is, it's sad a little bit because this is not just an unvaccinated type of oppression thing going on. It's a little bit different when people are vaccinated because I always find when someone's vaccinated and that comes up in conversation, it's almost like there's a little bit of defensiveness. And, and I don't think there necessarily has to be like, if someone wants to get vaccinated, me being an unvaccinated person doesn't make me think that you're silly or stupid. Yeah. 
You know what you, I mean? Did you, is that what you got from me? No, no, no. <laughs> I just wanted to make it. I just wanted to. Well, now I'm, no. I'm curious as to how I'm coming off. No, but I find that like there's always kind of like an explanation as to why someone did it. And for me personally, like I don't care what somebody does, how they go about it. I don't think that the vaccine should be eradicated from the planet. I mean, even if it was bad for you, that's a person's choice whether or not they want to go get it. It's uh, I look at it the exact same way as I look at someone not getting it. It's like, all right, like what? What's that? It's got nothing to do with me, right? Like I don't, I, I, I've never, I have literally, I don't think ever um, wondered that when I met somebody, like for my own. Other than the fact that like you, uh, it's become like a weird thing. Like you almost like have to ask when you when you say hello to somebody, you yes. know. Or I mean, it's the topic of almost all every conversation when you initially meet like a person for the first time, mm-hmm. where there's some kind of indication that you are like a secret. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's like um, you know, there'll be conversations where I know in New York at least, where two minutes into them, there'll be some kind of like oh these people on the train who just don't wear their masks and it's Mm -hmm. like i know what you're i know what you're doing like i'll and i'll you know i'm not gonna i'm not here to ruffle anyone's feathers and never that like that's not my thing but also you know if you're trying to check to see if i'm like a good person based on how i hate other people for not doing a thing like it's a very odd i just don't like to play that game it's so i don't know i don't understand it yeah i like that take now see I wasn't sure exactly where your politics were, which is why I thought mm-hmm. this is great. I'm Canadian. You're American. Um, are you a Republican, Democrat, either which way? Man, I, I, I don't think that I believe in the terms as much as I think uh, most people do. I think it's, I don't, my, my, my opinion and kind of is the Republicans I don't know. I, I grew up in, let's just say I, I started getting political over the, like the last four years, which I think a lot more people got involved, Absolutely. you know, under the Trump era. And I lived in DC, which is like the second most liberal city in the country. Mm-hmm. And I am, I'll admittedly say that I kind of like to poke the goat. I'm also a very curious person. So I don't really take things on like face value for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, with all that being said, I wouldn't consider myself a Republican, but I definitely don't consider myself a Democrat. Like I think so. The short answer is that you're a centrist. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, that was good. Well, well, you have to make people, you have to right. make things clear, I feel like. Now. Yeah. Well, so what I want to do, I want to touch on vaccines a little bit later on, vaccination, stuff like that, mm-hmm. because we're coming from two different sides. So you had mentioned being in New York City, and that's a hotbed for controversy right here in Canada, at least with uh, you know parents that are concerned, maybe with getting their children vaccinated again Mm. something that i think parents should have the choice to do i'm not a parent i have nothing to say in regards to what you do with your children i need to make these things like absolutely clear before i get into them right yeah but there is not a lot of scientific data that backs up any reasoning for vaccinating you know the kids in between five and eleven they're just typically they do very well with covid and they just mandated right now in new york have to be vaccinated if they want to go to the movies and all that kind of shit yeah i i, I don't uh and i'll say just to start off i'm not a doctor and i don't you know or a what? scientist or yeah 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 <laughs> I, i'm sorry if i misled you oh i thought you I were a comedian d- and <laughs> <No>? okay <laughs> yeah this is what i chose right <laughs> i went to medical school and i chose it yeah <laughs> um but 
it becomes yeah so the the children thing is it, i the evidence i've seen is yeah of course covid is pretty um mild if not almost non-existent in those age groups anyone kind of younger are people concerned there or is it just more kind of go of the flow thing because i believe the states is less vaccinated than canada my impression of what's going on in canada is that you guys don't really have much of a choice yeah in the matter <laughs> This is where, this is the divide, man, where people will say, well, your choice is that you decided not to get vaccinated. Therefore, whatever happens to you as circumstance is that's just your fucking problem, right? Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of sympathy. Now, there's a lot of people that have been vaccinated because they want to travel. A lot of them have had to get vaccinated for work. They want to keep their jobs. I don't hear a lot of people saying that they're doing it for health. Like, that doesn't seem to be the number one reason. Scott, if you and I were playing Family Feud and you said health, that would be like answer two or three down the board. You're, yeah. not, you're not taking it back to your family. No, absolutely. Well, the, I don't. I think it's the same here in New York as well. As I think that everyone just kind of expects it. Everyone expects you to be vaccinated. There is no sympathy for people that are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. You know, the liberal. <laughs> I'm trying to do this without like alienating like a whole group of people. Yeah, listen, and like also like. Don't you know worry, I mean? I'm going to be the bad guy no matter what. <laughs> You're good. You went out and you did the right thing. Well, I went and I got, <laughs> I got vaccinated because I had to. I have right. to. I wouldn't have a job if I didn't. Okay. And, and the reason I do feel strongly about this is because it just doesn't make sense to me. Like it, I don't think you should be forcing anyone to do anything. And if health is like the third thing on the list, why is it, well, why is it you can't go to the grocery store? Why is it you're being prevented from... You're literally getting fired. Right. Well, what like they you're did. You're getting fired from work. I've I've walked down the street on New York, and I live on the Upper East Side. It's a nice neighborhood, but like I've seen people on their phone, literally verbatim. On one occasion, I walked by a lady who was on her phone, and she was screaming into her phone, "You tell her to get vaccinated, or she's out of a job." Wow. Now, to me, the level of evidence as far as how, and again, I'm not a doctor, but how deadly the disease is. You know, how much and, and what we know now versus what we knew beforehand. Right. That doesn't seem warranted. Mm-hmm. And the anger and the frustration and I think the misunderstanding of all the information surrounded by all of that seems to be a bigger issue to me than the vaccine and the disease itself. Right. I agree. And the groceries that you had mentioned now what they have done uh, in the East Coast around here is that they have given the grocery stores executive power that if they decide that they do not want to serve vaccinated people, they can do exactly that. Vaccinated or unvaccinated? Unvaccinated. What did I just say? <laughs> if you you're vaccinated. Unvac- no. vaccinated. I was like, good, I was like, good for them, dude. Yeah, it's about time. No. Uh, Canada's got Sorry. it right. <laughs> if you're unvaccinated. They're trying to take it back. Yeah. If you're unvaccinated, you, you would not be able to do grocery shopping there. And so we have the, the Charter of Rights, right? We have the Charter. You guys have the Constitution. Mm-hmm. You guys seem to like live or die on that constitution we don't seem to be so big into the laws here like that's not something that seems to be uh, as like it doesn't seem to be as polarized although there's still a lot of anger that's going on in between well, you guys are you guys are nicer you're just nicer people up there isn't yeah. that the well remember it was just say sorry about everything and, <laughs> the kids uh, in the hall it used to be like you know canadians are like americans just without the guns yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, un- unfortunately, if you look at places like Australia and stuff, I do think that, that I, there is something about America where it's like, you, you know, there's a thing where people are walking around with signs that say, come and take it. 
Yeah. <laughs> so if that if that's yeah. that's fifty percent of your country, you're probably you know yeah. you're gonna get a little pushback on things. And and I disagree with the guy I do a political podcast with, and I dis- we kind of disagree on the gun thing. Um, but I do think that the uh, part of the American culture, and I think what it's founded on, or at least what you're kind of fed, or I don't know what it looks like from the outside perspective. You know, I can't know that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the patriotism and the freedom stuff is like a, you know, that's, that's one way to get people very riled up is mm-hmm. by taking things from them. Um, now I will say that the, I, I, it's, I don't know what it looks like from the news out there, but at least in New York, it does not seem to be like, I'm very scared that it's not going to be, uh, it is going to get worse as far as, um, you know, maybe a social credit score where these where these vaccination cards are going to require three shots, four shots, five shots before mm-hmm. you can do anything. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be going that way pretty fast, regardless of anybody that has anything to say about it. Right. And what do you know you about know? Australia? Well, Australia is insane. Right. I mean, okay. they, they have they literally have they have at the moment like camps for people yes. that are on quarantine. Yeah. They will literally put you in a camp. Like I've seen I've seen footage of of news down there where people like well the, and these are people that are testing negative for covid mm-hmm. and if you and and there's also the cdc has admitted and i know this is a lot of information again not a doctor but the cdc has admitted <laughs> you are not a doctor okay hold on. One, one more time yeah, yeah scott is not a doctor <laughs> <laughs> i know i look like a doctor yeah if i get lucky i'll play one on tv one day. yeah right but um you know the cdc has admitted that uh, asymptomatic spread is is non-existent mm-hmm. you know as far as they're concerned mm-hmm. so logically that just doesn't that doesn't make sense right and for a place and then you know and at the risk of sounding like an american you say you know you bring up the guns and stuff and it's like well you know i, I really don't think you could round up americans and be like oh you have covid like you're coming to me with this camp for two weeks and we're going to feed you right elementary school amount of food and keep you locked in a box, even if you're testing negative, like, mm-hmm. even though we have cases of people getting over the disease in like, you know, four or five days, that kind of thing with, mm-hmm. with medications, you're not allowed to talk about. Right. And it's just, it's, it's, um, it's very scary as an American to see what's going on other places and also have people here um, be like, yeah, that's, that's correct. That's how deadly this is. Yeah. That is how, that's warranted. And I'm like, I don't know where they're getting their information. I was very, I'm I, Sometimes I feel like I'm in the twilight zone. Well, they're not getting it from the news. That's the whole thing. There's people that look at other sources, I find, and they'll be a little bit more well-versed. Uh, and then there's people that are just watching mainstream news, and they're just not covering uh, a lot of stuff like that. In Australia, I think her name was Haley. I, I, I might be wrong, um, but it was a woman who had just come in contact, like the contact tracing, mm-hmm. where she had come in contact with some of that had COVID. Now, I think there was something else in there as well to where I don't think she was 100% transparent with the people that she was dealing with in regards to the COVID camps, but they did whisk her away uh, for two weeks and she never tested positive for a COVID just, test. Can I also just say something too? Like if, you, if, the, if you're being asked questions at the threat of being taken away from your family, your job, whatever, for weeks at a time, mm-hmm. you might not be, you know, you as a, like, just on a human level, regardless of your politics and everything, so you on a human might, a level might be a little bit apt to not, you know, yes. be fully, you know, I, I, and I'm just want to say that, like, but they took her away. Never. No, she never tested positive. She never tested time. positive. She po- She tested negative a number of times while she was there and they still wouldn't let her go. 
Uh, and that's crazy. So she never even had COVID. So yeah. when it, now, and that's, it's just bizarre. I'm just seeing a lot of the over the top theatrical stuff when I'm seeing the news. I just don't, I just don't understand. And it's not to say that, you know, someone's stupid or like, oh, you're just not educated. It really just comes down to opinion, right? Everyone has a different opinion based on a whole bunch of different life circumstances and, mm-hmm. and, and what, they're, what they're bringing in right now. So generally, when I run into someone that seems to be you know, very pro-narrative, I do find that they watch a lot of news. And actually, and I'm going to throw this out there because I always get a whole bunch of grief that people think that maybe I have a bias, which I do, but I try to call it down the middle. There's nothing that drives me more bananas than when there's someone that leans, I guess, a little bit more to the right, because that's where I get placed anyways, Yeah, where same. they share bad information. Hmm. I can't well, stand that. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, 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 it takes away from it sucks that we live in a binary system where it's right or left. And it's like, well, I feel like the left is overreacting to this certain situation. So my only resort is to go to the right. Mm. And then you go to the right and they say something crazy. And you're like, well, now I don't know what to do yeah. <laughs> because I can't use this person as an example because they're, they're saying crazy things. Yeah. <laughs> and these people are clearly saying things that don't make sense. So, and, and, and I found, and I don't know if you found, and I think so, because I feel like we, we, um, maybe you're on similar wavelengths just about like what's going on in the country about certain things and just people's perception, people's perception. But the more I talk about this and have conversations that are just about honesty and about like, let's just look at it from an, like, just as a human, it's mm-hmm. no labels, no gender, who you voted for, who you, you know, who you want to have sex with, who, just every, all the political nonsense aside, and, and, and it seems to me like people are yearning for those types of discussions. There's a lot of people in the middle. There's a lot of people that are, feel politically homeless that they don't, you know, they're getting told. It's hard when you have mainstream news and you're not like a person who has conversations like we do. Like we, there is something to be said if you look outside of it for having these conversations on a daily basis. It does open your worldview. You stop taking things at face value. But there are people that never do that. Their right. entire life, they've never done that. They don't question things. It's just not something they wanted to do, which is fine. But they live, you know, a nine to five, and maybe they have a family to take care of, and they, maybe they've started their family at a young age, so they've always had this responsibility that's bigger than them. They don't have time. And but what they do see is seven, eight o'clock before they go to bed, they see all these people telling them, you know, <laughs> that the world's on fire and it's going to end, and this is the bubonic plague, and um the only person telling them the opposite is like their buddy at work. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these people don't, aren't, aren't hip to podcasts yet. If they are, you know, it's probably recommend, you know, it might be an offshoot of the mainstream news. I just feel like a, it's, it's um, the narrative is very, is monopolized. Yeah. I think just the overall severity and it's not to again, wanting to be sensitive. We're obviously both wanting to be very sensitive here uh, with this candid conversation, but there is a camp that obviously thinks that this is a lot more dangerous than it is. Mm-hmm. And there's a camp that obviously just doesn't think it's that severe. I mean, especially since, you know, you can get through COVID with a sniffle and on the extreme side of things, people are treating COVID like it's a fucking death sentence. Like, yeah. I don't want to get COVID. Believe me. Like I don't, I, I believe I have like a, I was, <laughs> I, I got a, a moderate, 
uh, reaction to, to COVID mm-hmm. and, you know, definitely felt it in my chest. A couple of days or? Uh, yeah, a couple of days, you know, and I told people just in case this was early on, like when it first kind of hit, just, you know, maybe you should stay away from me because I just don't know what this is, which yeah. I would generally do anyways, if I had a cold yeah. or a flu or whatever, I don't want to see anybody. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the thought of getting COVID again, yeah, like it doesn't scare me, knowing full well that there is potential that it could kill me. Can I say something? The yeah. CDC just admitted under a Freedom of Information Act that you cannot get COVID again. There's no, there's no cases of that happening. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, fucking party on. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that? But isn't that? And I just learned that from the doctor Peter McCullough was mm-hmm. just on um, a podcast I was listening to, and he had some crazy information. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but please, like, like go, go for it. Know that as long as it's verified. Again, Scott is not a doctor. <laughs> yeah so i do like that i've had people i don't know if you get this but i've had people dm me after listening to the podcast and be like hey man i really appreciate you you uh talking about this stuff you're the only one i trust and i'm like that's, that is stupid <laughs> yeah. that is, that's also dumb <laughs> i'm I very yeah if you knew me you would not that's hilarious so let's get into our awakenings right so donald mm-hmm. trump there is something else that you're just kind of not allowed to talk about people get really upset here in canada when you talk about Trump, we Isn't that odd. Yeah, I... because it's not your. I'm very interested in the perception of America from the Canadian perspective. Republicans are racists and hicks. Yeah, that's pretty much. You know what I mean? Like you have Confederate flags, and is everybody pretty liberal in Canada. Like, what do you what do you, uh, what would you say percentage wise? You know what? Overall, very liberal. You know, we do yeah. have conservatives, but they're not the type of conservatives that you have there. Uh, we have like two major parties well i'll I'll give you an example we have the liberals and the conservatives right yeah uh and then they they have kind of they've merged into one kind of with their ideology since covid came into play right you would think that Mm -hmm. the conservatives here in canada they would be like well we're pro-choice and they weren't you know they were for Mm. the passports they were for they were for uh you know pro-vaccine and that's what the liberals ran their campaign on. And then we had a, a newer party. They're called the PPC. Uh, mm. And they were the true conservatives where they were very pro-choice. They were and how no big are they? Like, not big. Po- yeah, okay. You know, they got 5% of the vote, right? And yeah, they didn't yeah, even yeah. win a seat in our house. Yeah. Uh, but they were the only ones that were the conservatives. You guys, it's one or the other right? Mm-hmm. You are either voting for the Republicans or the Democrats. And the Democrats would be the version of what we have for the liberals here, for the most part, where it's a yeah. lot of emotions. This is what I've learned. You know, generally with liberals, Democrats, it's a little bit more thinking with emotion and causes, yeah. things of that nature. And then what would used to be the conservatives here would be, uh, and very much like you, which is pro-choice and, you know, maybe dealing a little bit more with being financially responsible yeah, uh, that kind I'm of not. stuff. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> Awful, like, but... so you were talking about Trump. What was it about Trump that made you much more political? Was it the man himself or was it everything that was surrounding what was going on within was, the Trump sphere? It was always, it was always, it's never the man. I'm, I'm just, uh, I, I find that you can learn a lot just by watching people's reactions to things. Mm-hmm. And very early on, I found Trump hilarious. 
<laughs> I mean, absolutely hilarious to, to watch because I like I enjoy debates. I will listen to Christopher Hitchin debates. I will listen to all kinds of Sam Harris, whatever, just anybody talking and watching Trump debate people. Was, I mean, you can debate. You can you know, it's up to you whether you think that's good for politics or world <laughs> leaders or anything. Sure. But it was unbelievably entertaining. And, and to watch people around me act like, here's something that I never heard said until the news started saying it, is, is threat to democracy. Mm. Do you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. I have like a 24-year-old telling me something's a threat to democracy, I'm like, where did you hear that? <laughs> like, you, that didn't come out of your 24-year-old brain. And yeah. I don't mean that in any kind of like, you know, it, it's just, I realized very quickly that... Um, that there was going to be one side to this whole thing and anything that was being done that was, you know, any kind of good or, or let's say, you know, there are a lot of Latino voters. Like there was a big thing about him calling Mexicans racist and immigrants racist or immigrants uh, rapists and all this other stuff. And so everyone was, you know, Latinos hate Trump, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, that's not the case. No, no A lot no. of immigrants agreed with his immigration policy. Mm-hmm. You know, he had the second term, he got his, his black votership went up. Like there's a lot of facts that were being ignored very early on. And that's what made me curious. That's kind of what got me politically involved where I was like, oh, this is not, clearly not the truth. Right. Like When things started clearly being misconstrued or left out mm-hmm. and I was watching people say things without any kind of backing or like any kind of facts behind it i was like okay well i'm not going to be that guy like here's a yes no question for you yeah do you think there was fraud in the election i think there's been fraud in probably every election that's ever been that's a safe answer you're such a dick i know (laughs) (laughs) i mean in what way in what way they i mean they verifiably kept bernie from from you know, right. from Bernie from uh, winning. So if you want to say that, so I, right. I would say yes. I, I, but I also think that if Trump got reelected, I think the, the United States would probably be on fire right now. There'd probably be some kind of civil war. And I don't think that would be yeah. coming from the, the Trump side of things. I, I wonder what's going to happen. Have handled it. Yeah. See, for me, it's um, I had my my thoughts on Trump as well. And I'm not saying I want to be Trump's best friend. I don't know Trump. And that's the whole thing. I don't talk about politicians like they're my buddies. I don't know what they yeah. do. I don't know how they live. They can either just seem like they're an okay guy or not. I'm not even that invested in it. But when yeah. it comes to Trump, he was definitely someone that I read all the headlines, all that kind of stuff. I didn't think he was that great of an individual mm-hmm. and whatever. And then I kind of saw the lines getting blurred. I think he said something like, you know, I'm going to, you know, you can grab him right by the, by the pussycat. I think that was something that came out when he was on the campaign trail. (laughs) I mean, like, listen, (laughs) listen, like it was definitely a horrible thing to say. Right. But I mean, you've been to poker nights. I've been to poker nights and the stuff that gets said around that table is a a million times worse than anything, you know, that Trump said when he was on the campaign trail, but obviously it's unflattering for a president. I mean, no Mm -hmm. one talked about Bill Clinton and the BJ in, you know, the Oval Office. That was okay, you know, because he was cool because he played the sax and all that kind of stuff, but they really kind of held his nuts to the fire. And what I eventually just started doing for whatever reason is I said, you know what, I got to give this guy a fair shake. Maybe it was a book that I was reading. And I, I said, I'm going to start watching his rallies because I have this opinion formed based solely what I'm seeing in media. 
So something in your head was like, I just need to be a, on a human level. I need to give a person. Yes. I'm very much like that too, brother. Human. Yeah. Let's just take a look at this from a human perspective. Yeah, which is And it, it took one rally. And then I watched how the news reported that rally. Correct. And it, it just was not true. Like he made a joke about at the time they were leading the world in vaccinations. And so he, he made a comment in jest that, oh, well, maybe we should slow down the vaccinations or something of that nature. And then it showed up on the news. Trump says, you know, like less vaccinations. And it, is he like a great politician? I don't even know what that means. Is he an entertainer? Yeah, a good liar? I, yeah, yeah. You know, absolutely. He's, he's entertaining. But when I saw that the news wasn't reporting it properly, then I decided to take a little bit of a deeper look. And then the one thing I, I really told myself, because I'm on a little bit of a tangent here. No, please. I, I remember seeing, you know, independent news channels popping up on the internet. And when I watched them, like, you know, the logos were kind of cheesy and there were people mm-hmm. that I weren't familiar with. So I, I just totally mm-hmm. dismissed the fact that maybe they would be telling the truth, right? It's just the, the yeah. logo, the brand uh, that you're used to. And after seeing that they reported it incorrectly and started seeing a lot more of that type of news pop up and oftentimes stuff that leans a little bit more right, I had to take a look at myself from a business brain. I have a business background. I'm like, why would all these right-leaning independent news stations be popping up if there was no need for it? Yeah. Right. And people are always telling me to cover a little bit more of the other side when I talk about my podcast, because I've dealt with people that have been vaccine injured. I'm dealing with people that come on and talk about your civil rights and liberties so they can hold on to their jobs if they're being unjustly removed. Right. And so Mm -hmm. some will say, well, why don't you do the other side? I'm like, well, everything else is the other side. That's the exact same thing I say. Yeah. Almost verbatim. I go, I go, but you know, like you, do you, do you want me to come on and say this person's bad and, and it's good to lock people up and take things? Like, what do you want to hear? You know what the other side is. Mm-hmm. What, what, what you don't know is these things that I'm telling you that, that when I tell you, you go, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know that. And it's right. like, well, then I don't know why people, it, the, the, it's a real shame. You know, tr- I guess just keeping on the thing of Trump is it did something to people where everything is political now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's a function of if my guess, and this is kind of a, it's a little bit convoluted, but social media, you know, kind of really popped up under Obama. He was the first president to be doing like Fallon, these late night shows, whatever. And everything was kind of still in its infancy, but, but you have Trump and, and you, you get a, you get a guy who's knows how to do social media. He's also been on the TV and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and a lot of that's campaign manager and stuff like that. But you have him putting up clips of Hillary saying things from years ago. And, and then you have people who are now savvy to Twitter for the first time. And you had a period where there was a president. So it's the first election where this is going on, where you can pull up things that candidates said three, four years ago. You can see Hillary doing a, an, an accent in Arkansas and, and, and Kamala saying that she smoked weed. And her dad's like, what are you talking about? Like, and all this, you know, and, and there's just all this stuff that's in in people's faces and it seems like the only way to get people to vote now is it's gone i don't know it's almost become an entertainment thing mm-hmm. you know it's very entertaining and the way to entertain people is to get some like it ultimately just boiled down to either laughing at something hating something or someone telling you like you're kind of a good person 
Yeah. Like I feel when... like that's it's it's I feel like that's the dynamic with everything almost. It's like you either have to hate this or you're a good person if this is your opinion. If you don't think this, you're a bad person. Or you can be in the middle. And if you're in the middle, the only way to stay sane is be like, this is nuts. Like, I right. don't know. <laughs> well, we're living in this world where the left is the right. I mean, where I mean, yeah, the left is just right. That's oh, the, that's the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the left is the truth. And if you don't buy solely into that, that left, there's something wrong with you. Like you're yeah. a conspiracy theorist or, or whatever it might be. Like I was a rational, well-liked individual before COVID ever happened. Now I can't that say I, the same. But. <laughs> now, <laughs> now that I speak out against the narrative a little bit, like I'm a fucking yeah. idiot. Like it's like I'm a conspiracy wacko. Like yeah. I've just lost all common sense. And, you know, with Trump, the, the hard thing is, is before, before coronavirus, like Trump was on Comedy Central's fucking roasts and, yeah. you know, giving money away to charity. And, you know, we, he was joking about being the president or, you know, always teasing that he's going to be president. Everyone having a laugh about that. And he was in rap videos and, right. and people and wrote songs about him and he got awards from the absolutely. NAACP. And-, and he was obviously very well respected just within the pop culture community because he represented billion dollar brands. Mm-hmm. So he, he was a likable individual and no one talked about how he was a racist then. Why would a racist be the face of all these different brands, especially fried chicken? You fucking kidding me? Like, you yeah. have a racist <laughs> like fried chicken. <laughs> and, and now, like, like, especially in Canada, like, I mean, for you to say that you like Trump in Canada, like, that's a bold statement. I'm not going to say I like or dislike. What I can say is that there's a lot of stuff that floats around the the Trump atmosphere that is that is not true or exacerbated, you know, embellished. And a lot of the good things that he accomplished got swept under the rug. So, you know, I'm trying to look at all this stuff, dude, as like there's not this good or bad. There's only where we decide you know, place them. But there's one thing for certain, Scott. Yeah. Biden is a stooge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> he can't, he can't speak. It makes no sense. I was just gonna, I was just gonna ask you if, I mean, it's blatant. I would just say the Washington Post just wrote an article that says, and it's an opinion piece about how they think that Biden is treated worse in the media than Trump. What? I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't. That's the headline. Yeah. And I cannot believe that that is getting that is I can't believe someone would write that because that Mm. is so on its face ridiculous. But Biden. Yeah, I don't. um, I think that's where I lost a lot of people in D.C. is was around the election is I'd never tried to make the argument for Trump because I think that's very hard to do. I think he makes it hard to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But the case against Biden is. (laughs) I mean, pretty, pretty rock solid. I was like, this is, I was just telling him, I was like, this is your guy. Like, this is the guy you think like people were making them this yeah. like infatuation with, with like, we're all going to be walking around with, with football jerseys with governor's names on the back of it soon. Mm-hmm. And people had their Facebook profile pictures with Biden and Kamala together and Biden. I'm like, you just spent a summer marching for rights. And now you're going to make everybody vote for the guy who wrote the, the drug law and this, this girl who used to like, this woman used to like, she would keep people, she's kept people on death row mm-hmm, right. that maintain her conviction rate. And these are not, I'm not bashing, these are just facts. 
And it just seems to fly in the face of everything that people said was important to them during the Trump era. And right. it was like, that's very odd. That goes that 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 goes by the wayside when it's when it's your political party. Yeah, he's yeah. definitely in decline. Like four or five years ago, when he was vice president, he seemed like he was there. Yeah, you can know go back I mean? to the campaign. You can go back months. Mm-hmm. I think and see it's very evident. I mean, it, at this point in um, his presidency. Obama had given, I think, 151 interviews, 130 interviews. Biden has done, I think, 10. Right. Yeah. So, and and this is the age of social media and the internet. Like, and I, I just say all that. And, and these are just things that I hear and I know, and I have to sit with them in my brain. <laughs> so then I come on a podcast, much like you, and I just say them. And I go, I don't right. know what to do with it. Yeah. You do something with it. And then yeah. I have people go, I don't know what to do with it either. And I'm like, all right, well, we can all hang out and not understand all this together. Right. Just share. <laughs> Just share. Well, it's, it's weird. And it seems like the more you find out, the less things make sense. Mm-hmm. And that's always been the thing that, that I've spoken of. And people that feel the way that I do speak of is just like, is there not enough information that you've seen conflicting information? Or things that mm. don't make sense to where you're going to scratch your head and at the very least, just kind of like question it a little bit more. Not to say that anything needs questioning, but t- to feel so strongly about something that has had a, as many left and right turns as this has had. I'm just surprised yeah. more people aren't like, okay, well, you know what? I'm not going to die on this hill. I still think everyone should get vaccinated, but I'm not going to die on this hill. And I think people should have their choice opposed to what I think is, you know, the stark reality that if things were to stay this way and get worse for people that are mandated, I think. Which it will. It's not going to stop. It's not just going right. to not, They're not one day just going to be like, all right, everyone go back to normal. Like, but people are okay with it. Or they're not not okay with it enough to where they're going to intervene. I was just about to ask if you've ever, and this is, I do this all day, but I was just going to ask if you've ever pondered like what it is about these just humans that are, makes them not curious. It makes them not want to, you know, this thing is, it's it's right here. And people seem to be, they have blind, they just seem to intentionally looking the other way. Mm -hmm. And I have theories, but I don't know. Right. I think it comes down to number one, there's so much stuff on like the far right yeah. that they just don't even want to fucking listen. They've yeah. ruined it for you. Know what I mean? Like I say this all the time in regards to I'm trying to connect with people like somewhere in the middle, just yeah. with like, I don't think I should be oppressed right now. Yeah. I just want to sit down in a fucking store and eat a sandwich. Correct. I cannot waste my time right now talking about Bill Gates like having the most farmland and nanobots oh, man. and all this. Kind I like of... that kind of talk. <laughs> and, I, you know, I like that, you know, and whether or not this is going to be like, you know, a mass depopulization, like, fuck, if it is, we're done anyways. I just want to, I just want to have a sandwich in this lifetime. I want to mm-hmm. be able to travel. I don't want to be held hostage in my country. Did you know that if you're unvaccinated in Canada, you cannot leave Canada. I well, cannot leave this country. That seems like a privilege to people in Australia. 
Yeah. You're not getting put in a cage. Not yet. You're not putting in a. You're not getting put in not a cage. Yet. But apparently, there's a lot of people that say stuff like that is kind of on the way. These internment camps or whatever they call them. <laughs> yeah, know? I remember those. Who's who? Those, the conspiracy. Same with uh, like the you know, Fauci, the leaked emails. Whether or not you want to, you know, put any truth into that. There's also this was from a wet market. When the mm-hmm. reality is, is I mean, you know. Fauci, for the most part, it looks like he knew it was man-made, right? We knew that it came from a lab. And then I wonder, like, man, like, when this whole thing just happened, it would have been easy to say, hey, listen, we made this, you know? And so, and then take the the proper action once that happened. But instead, it was, okay, oh, this is out. It's story time. And, you know, and then we just, there was this false narrative. And then it seems like, and uh, you know, and I'll give a little bit of grace to the powers that be like the CDC and, and the WHO that this is something that's ever evolving and it's changing. So some of their things are going to evolve and change. But then we kind yeah. of find out how some of these deaths are being counted. And they say, no, not so many people died here. Yeah, you should wear a mask. No, you should wear a mask. We've all seen the video with Fauci saying, you know, absolutely, you don't need to wear a mask. And he's like, yeah. absolutely, you should wear 20. <laughs> yeah and then back to one and then you know yeah there's just you find out this information and it's 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 very concerning and it's very confusing like masks like they present like if you're gonna if you blow out even a surgical mask one that's not t- you know there's n95s but then 20 percent of that air 18 percent of the air is getting out you know it prevents things that are three microbes COVID is one microbe there are things that do not, you just, you learn this stuff and you keep researching and you keep researching and none of it makes Right, that maybe it's not as effective as a lot of people think. It offers a layer of protection to some degree, right? Correct. I mean, my, my point is, is, and it's not even that like, and this is where I think sometimes people on the right or I try not to lose people is when you say this stuff, it's like, I'm not saying that mask, you should never wear a mask. I'm not saying you shouldn't get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm saying you sh- there shouldn't be a mass hysteria over something that there's a 99% chance of. And also how viruses work is they can become more contagious and less deadly. Mm-hmm. That's just how, that's how they work. Mm-hmm. The first death was just reported of the new variant of Omicron. The okay. first death, first death. And it was with Omicron. Um, and I just say all that to be like, you know, it, it's hard to not know all that stuff and at least be like, well, why is the guy on the TV telling me we're all going to die? Yeah. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's this constant perpetual, like, wheel of fear. Keep going on tangents, but it's... No, this is what you're here for. Right. I appreciate that. But it's it's happening so fast. And in Mm -hmm. a place, it worries me because we're in New York City and this is, it's New York City, you know, it's America, it's New York City. Yeah. And it's, and I see, and we're turning in, I mean... I literally, if I go to Lenwich to get a sandwich, I have to pull out my phone and show a piece of paper that says I got a shot before I'm allowed to eat a sandwich. Mm-hmm. I, I find that insane. Right. I find that very crazy, especially, and, and I have to wear a mask when I walk in. But if once I get to the table, I can take it off and I, I have to sit a foot away from five other people that I don't know. Yeah. And so that, I, I cannot no, pretend it doesn't like that make makes sense. sense. It yeah, does not make I just, sense. I can't pretend like that makes but sense. But that's the whole thing. I think like our brain, like we try to make sense of that shit. And that's what's so frustrating. It's like you're just doing everything you can in your brain to try to make this make sense. So you don't feel so stupid. I'm in yeah. the mall the other day, like in the mall, uh, 
you're supposed to wear your mask everywhere you go, just like anywhere else. Outside? When you're in the mall, like you can be outside of the stores, but walking in the, in the mall halls, you still have to be wearing a mask. How, do they, how are they about, I don't mean to interrupt, but how are they about how people wear their masks outside in Canada? Like outdoors? <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. All right, so you're, you're in the mall? I'm in the mall. <laughs> and, you know, you can, you can sit down kind of like in the mall hallway, let's say at the coffee shop, if they extend the, the tables and the chairs out into that mall hallway. And you can sit there without your mask. Yet mm-hmm. you can't walk through that hallway without your mask on. It's like just yeah. bizarre. And yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say this: uh, sitting and standing. It's like, please, someone explain that to me. Yeah. Just someone please explain that to me. I said that to my friend. Like, I, I when I was in DC very early on, and and I'll give credit to people that were, you know, I, I, early on I was, and I, I'm admittedly I enjoy chaos. I don't like people being. <laughs> I don't like people getting sick. I don't like people getting hurt. I don't want to see anyone die. I do like when people are kind of, I just, I like things. I like, it's excitable. There are things, like things are going on. Like, I, I don't know, but, um, but so everyone was kind of freaking out when it first happened, but kind of once the mass thing had kind of, you know, there had been the flip-flop and people were kind of like, all right, well, the outside is probably fine and whatever. I was paddle boarding with some people and I've told this story multiple times. But I was paddleboarding with some people and, and, you know, we had our masks in our pocket. We fell in whatever in the Potomac River in D.C. There are bodies in that river. There are, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's horrible. It's yeah. not like there's trash. Like it's, it's not good. We start walking to dinner, maybe three blocks away the entire time outside. And one of the young ladies I'm with puts her mask on, covered in this water and is looking and not, you know, ring it out. I don't know. Maybe it's dry by then. But she's asking me why I'm not putting mine on. It was just in the Potomac River. In an open body of water. In an open body of water where they've found bodies. They have not found all the bodies. I can promise you they've found all Right. God knows what else. I peed while we were there. Right. And then, (laughs) you know, and and, uh, I'm the crazy one. Yeah. And I'm like, we're also outside in the sun. It's like been proven. Like, and I see that kind of hysteria here, too. But you say something to someone like that, and I get like goat eyes. Mm-hmm. It's just like a there is no response. There is just like okay, mm-hmm. well that person must be an asshole. And it's like why? Because yeah. it doesn't make sense, right? And I that's when I get like a little, I don't know, not irritated, but definitely excitable. I just go explain it. Like mm-hmm. someone ex- explain to me how, what you're doing, like how sitting down and and not wearing a mask is different than standing up in the exact same place and wearing. Yes. Explain to me these rules. And nobody can. They just go, well, it's the, you should do it because whatever. And I go, well, I don't do things like that. I just, mm-hmm. I, it's, it, it's not good. Mm-hmm. Because what that leads to is people fighting each other. And that's the real, at the end of the day, if I can say anything about any of this, is that like, it is really turning people against each other. It is very much turning people against yeah. each other. And, and, and that is an awful, awful thing. And that's I media. I really don't like that. That is yeah. media. That is media. And then, I mean, know what we do is that we, we take media and then we, you know, we echo it. And it just, it yeah. just keeps on going on and on and on. Uh, yeah. I, I think as a whole, it's really important that we start focusing on treating one another a little bit better. I just yeah. think it's so horrible. Like, just the, the lack of listening, the lack of yeah. effective listening. 
feel however you want to feel. And I'm not doing this podcast right now to change anybody's mind. Right. But I, I, I think it's important that people listen and then, you know, maybe just kind of hear the other side and have a greater understanding, some empathy. And then you can feel the way that you do. Like, I understand why people that are super paranoid and scared of this is because they that's what they're told. So I understand yeah. that. So I try not to get upset. I, I understand why they feel the way that they do. Uh, what I find is that it doesn't seem to come full circle back around to me to where, you know, I, I'm not one to send a bunch of videos and things of that nature. I, I just don't bother people with it. But when it's time for yeah. me to maybe share a little bit of information that I'd like them to watch, just so they can understand where I'm coming from a little bit more, like that's a, that's a no-go. Like that's a no-fly zone. Really? Um, yeah. And, I, and it goes both ways. What happens? Have you had people p- respond poorly to you trying to... Uh... Yeah, Open with my podcast, eyes, man. I, I get some grief. I, I like I said, I, I don't make these to necessarily change somebody's mind. I try to do it in a fashion to where maybe somebody will listen to me where they wouldn't listen to the other person. Yeah, I, I do my best to try to come from a rational place and and be impartial and not to make anyone feel excluded. I have mm-hmm. friends that are vaccinated. I have friends that are unvaccinated. I have lost very few friends. One good friend that I lost, you know, his wife is compromised and mm-hmm. he won't even go for a walk with me. And this is where I, I start to get a little bit of upset because I know where that came from. That came from the news that's misinforming my friend to where now 20 years of friendship is in jeopardy because this is not going to change anytime soon. They just put a billion dollars into this, you know, this passport. So <laughs> it's probably yeah. going to be here for a little bit. But he won't go for a walk with me outside. We hung out mm. together before there were vaccinations available, mm. right? Well, um, but yeah, he so. won't now. And here's where you know, the misconception is. And you want to talk about misinformation is that, you know, the news isn't going to any extent to try to uh, lay down the lowest common denominator of what is safe. They just always tell you what's dangerous. My yeah. friend shouldn't be afraid to go for a walk with me outside whatever two meters apart i'll play whatever role i've been in my own house and worn a fucking mask because one of my friends was uncomfortable in my own home yeah. right because i want them to feel safe and he's afraid of bringing covid home to his wife and making her sick which i understand yeah reasonable you know, he, he loves his wife i mean he adores her but they go to restaurants together. <laughs> like, if he, like if he didn't like her, it'd be fine. Yeah, maybe, right? That's a good way to get rid of her. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm sure it's being done right now. People trying to get COVID as oh, for badly sure, as possible dude. and bring yeah. it home to the, to the spouse they don't like. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, but, you know, they'll go to restaurants. And here in, in Ontario, at least, your server or your oh, cook so, oh, may so not be vaccinated. He won't go out with you because you're not vaccinated. Right. He won't go for a walk with me because I'm not vaccinated, but he'll go to the restaurant where the server or the cook might be unvaccinated or where the hostess might be unvaccinated. And let's just throw it out there. Like the obvious is that everybody can give COVID to another person. So if you're really worried about making anybody sick, if it was that big of a deal, you're not going to concerts, you're not going to restaurants, you're keeping your circle small because, you know, anyone is wearing the bomb. You don't know. Especially yes. asymptomatic. If someone is, you know, you can make the argument. I've been trying to get a doctor on my show, Scott, for a while to talk mm-hmm. about this. 
to talk about why people shouldn't be vaccine hesitant. Like, take the floor and I'll allow Mm. my platform for you to reach out to that one person that maybe isn't getting vaccinated for the wrong reasons. Yeah, because they think it's a microchip or some kind of nonsense. Whatever it might be. Now, I also want to ask you some questions and and Mm. I'll throw it out there. And if someone can answer this for me, like, feel free. If there were two versions of me, one that was vaccinated and one that wasn't, okay? The one that's me right now that's under the mandates. Let's say mandates just don't even exist, but I keep a small circle. I kind of keep to myself. I obviously, I eat well, you know, I I pump iron, I do all (laughs) that kind of stuff, right? This guy. I, I take care of myself. Yeah. And then there's the other version of me, right, mm-hmm. that is vaccinated, but I go to all the concerts, I go to all the hockey games because we're Canadian, yeah. right? Or, or the football games, like we have like 100,000 people in a goddamn bowl. That's bananas. Which is happening. Which is happening. Like these here. things are happening and going to the restaurants, yada, yada, yada. And now one of us has to take care of grandma. Which person do you want that to be? Oh, that's a good question. Right. I didn't think that's where you're going with that. No, that's where I'm going with it. The reality is that person, the me that has a massive social circle, posts a much greater risk to grandma than I do. And, yeah. and, and one step further, if grandma's vaccinated, like it shouldn't even matter. Correct. But Correct. for whatever reason, this does not seem to make sense on this planet right now. Like no. that's not the overwhelming you know, opinion of most. I wonder, where do you think, where do you think, I'm trying to figure out where people draw the line because it's like, you say something like that, right? And I've, I've tried to talk to people about it all the time and cause I can't, I can't help it. Uh, but as far as explaining, you know, that, that if you have the vaccine, you can still catch and spread COVID. Mm-hmm. and also about you know it's only really um it's only really made for one spike protein so one variant and not even that whole you know so these other variants it's it, it not necessarily effective for and it's and it's like i don't know like when are we gonna people are acting like herd immunity is like a thing like okay what about the people who got COVID? right so you know at what point do you say that to and it, that's again not an argument against anything but it, it might be nice to know you might be less afraid, again, to go to a walk with your friend if you know that his antibodies are stronger than yours. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, you know, I mean, that would logically me, make sense. Right. Like, I mean, for number one, just from a cost cutting perspective, right? If yeah. I've already had COVID, why would I, why would I go yeah. get another shot? Right. Like that, that makes, that really just doesn't make any sense. Like I just put oil in my car. Like I'm not going to go in the next day and get more oil in my car. Like I've been yeah. serviced. Uh, so for me, it would be great if they would recognize natural immunity. I just don't understand why we're getting away from testing. Like here in Canada, they just don't want to test. It it Mm. just seems like they want to get everybody. It started off where I think they wanted to get 70%, then it went up to 80%. And now all of a sudden it's a hundred percent. And I don't even understand the rationale to that because, Within any type of scientific model, there's always like these variables, like it's never going to be 100%. Yeah. Like if you're going to get 100%, that means like there must be a dictatorship in play. That's the only way you're going to get 100%. And then, you know, this whole thing in regards to, you know, what choices, I I would argue that we're being given ultimatums opposed to be given choice. Like a choice means like- You're definitely not getting choices. Yeah, for sure. And also, I mean- 
I think that we can still disagree on whether or not you think I should get vaccinated or not, or that's fine. It's the fact that because you feel that way or that you're very pro-vaccine doesn't mean that you can't not accept like some other narratives within the scope, like underneath the coronavirus umbrella mm-hmm. that you can still disagree with some of the stuff that's going on and still be very strong in your beliefs as a whole that everyone should just kind of go out and do the right thing. Well, you can't though. You can't. That, and that, again, I think the division, I don't, you know, it's so hard to say that there's some kind of like ultimate goal with all of this. And that's probably not a good way to look at it. Like there's some kind of, you know, grand, um, but they changed, you know, the divisiveness is going to get bad when they're doing things like they like literally changed the definition. And I think Webster's dictionary of anti-vaxxer to people that disagree with mandates. I heard so that. If, I, I, so I you, haven't verified it. Uh, if you, if you disagree with mandates, you're an anti-vaxxer. Mm-hmm. And so I don't, uh, if someone can verify that I'll, you know, I don't fact check <laughs> right now. He's not a doctor. But, I'm not a doc. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I can read are, kind of. There are people that have been vaccinated, though, and injured by vaccine and then said yeah. that they've been injured by vaccine and then they get labeled anti-vaxxers like my friend Kevin. Yeah, I saw I saw part of that as well. Also, yeah. Eric Clapton, pretty famous guy. Right. Too, same thing. Oh, they're hating on really, Eric. Yeah. But, well, I don't understand. I don't understand. And a point I made, and this is maybe a little bit more political, but it was the the first thing I started pointing out was like, all these people in DC who are very like Bernie, very anti big pharma are now walking around with Pfizer t-shirts on. And I'm like, this is the most, you guys are hilarious. (laughs) Like it's, 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 I don't know. It's a very weird, um, strange time. And, and it's, I guess, I guess it's confusing to me that people that have, the people that seem to have the most vitriol and anger for um, everything that's happening, you know, the, the most anger towards the people who are doing whatever the opposite mm-hmm. seem to be the people who have done the least amount of personal research. It right. seems the people who are just being told this is the right thing to do are the ones that are most willing to, to vilify anyone who's not, mm-hmm. who are not just blindly. Well, you know, this is what is bananas to me is that cancer destroys North America. Mm-hmm heart disease, heart attack, stroke destroys. And you know what? Like there's no surge of people jumping on fucking treadmills. Yeah. Right. And that's going to knock out like 50 to 70% of people for the most part, like one of those two things, like generally that's what you're going to die from one of those two things. So should you not be doing everything, you know, within your arsenal of health to, you know, make sure that your immune system is as strong as possible. So COVID's not going to be a big deal for you regardless, or at least less of a big deal. Cause there's definitely some healthy people dying of COVID. Right. Yeah, but the sure. reality is, Absolutely. is that they're old and they're out of shape. By That's the majority. Unbelievable majority. 80, right. what, 80, 90% yeah. of hospitalizations. Right. And funny that so, you're talking about the Pfizer shirt too, is like whatever happened to the pro-choice debate? That was really big oh, in regards to like abortion in America. Cause that's my the body, one my thing. Choice. Yeah. Especially when it came to abortion, like, you know, it's, it was pro-choice and, and now like a lot of those people have even flip flop. Don't you find they have here. 
they flip on the abortion on on that particular yeah there are people that would be pro-choice for abortion but they're not pro-choice for the vaccine well, they're under the they're under the misconception that that this is a um which seems to be a, a term that's coined by the media but a pandemic of the unvaccinated right that narrative i can't stand it you know so and and again convoluted things but with social media we've become so accustomed to getting our information in, in two sentence in two sentence uh you know whether it's a twitter post or some kind of weird infograph on Instagram that gives you everything that you need to know in a tight little piece of information. It doesn't require you to, you know, read an article and, Mm -hmm. and all that. So you hear these phrases like pandemic of the unvaccinated. And because that's how you get all kinds of information, not just news, but you know, entertainment stuff, everything's very quick and fast. And, and so someone says one thing like that, and it's a catchy pandemic of the unvaccinated and it sounds good. And it, and it others. So you get to point at people and you're not those people. Mm-hmm. And it's not my fault that this is happening. It's those people that are happening, regardless of any of the information. It's like, well, of course that's going to take off. People like to say that. And it's like, yeah, if you think that, and people are constantly saying that to you, you're going to vilify, like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's just odd. Yeah. So how, how has COVID changed your comedy? You know, because oh, obviously you being a comedian and not a doctor, uh, <laughs> not yet <laughs> yeah you're working Maybe on by the end of this conversation yeah yeah doctor of good jokes oh yeah. that's horrible oh, sorry i would just got no, booed right off stage <laughs> yeah you're all right <laughs> i've heard worse all right so um, what is it like i mean have you changed your routines at all or have you been working on jokes when it comes to covid or is it just something you just don't think will fly especially in this marketplace like you're being in new york city yeah in dc it wasn't the people were not a fan Okay. Of, of it. But when I started off, I, I started doing stand up. I was successful in the restaurant business and I quit. Um, I was like a regional manager. I did very well. And uh, I stopped, uh, you know, I was drinking and drugs and all stuff, blah, 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 blah. But I got into, long story short, I got into comedy to kind of find myself and be authentic. And my favorite comedians are people like Patrice O'Neill, people like Carlin, people like, you know, Bill Hicks, even though they're not, they're not always funny. You watch their sets, sometimes it's not funny. A lot of the times you watch their sets and it's like, serious music because they're trying to make a point um but i think that that's like the most i love that i just like honest like whether it hurts right whether it's someone like really digging you like I, that's my that thing makes me laugh the hardest when someone makes fun of me and it hurts a little bit yeah because it's honest it's true and i think that that's the type of comedy that that heals i'm very lovey-dovey yeah. about that so I, as far as stand-up goes i don't think that i could not talk about what i think Mm -hmm. um with that being said it's you know i do get it's a very it's there's a very like tight um it's a very thin line between people thinking you're funny and people being like all right man like like sometimes people don't want to hear your opinion i get a lot of shut up like i thought you were supposed to be a comedian wow Not like people mad not necessarily when i'm on stage Right. But definitely the podcast, definitely some of the stuff I put up on online. People are like, I came here for comedy. I don't want to hear that. And but it's also like, well, I don't I, I do do comedy to make people laugh, but I also do it to be you know, it's an art. Like mm-hmm. um so it's it's tough. New York, there's certain I find that and I don't know if it's like this in Canada, but I find that um you know, certain cities are segregated. Like we have clubs in Brooklyn, New York. And that seems to be the place where you talk about how bad Columbus is and they have all, 
all vaccinated shows and all like you know it's right. very like and and then there are places like uh storia and i feel like the higher up the better comedy clubs you're in people don't care about anything they don't care what your opinion is as long as what you're saying is funny yeah um so it's it's kind of a tightrope act especially like especially when you're newer and you're trying to get booked because everything again has become so emotional and political that like people they might see a joke that you did it's anti i have jokes that i don't like that are about biden you know like one of the jokes i do is about how you know because initially it was college tuition and healthcare, minimum wage and and um you know all the all the we're going to change the immigration we're going to police reform and all this stuff and it's like yeah we asked for that and he's like okay well you can have weed <laughs> all right but what about the you know minimum wage and he's like all right you can do mushrooms too <laughs> and it's like all right but what about the police reform it's like fine you can do heroin in portland if you just stop <laughs> and that's pretty much what what happened right is that we just got they just give you drugs and it's like all right fine but nothing got done and there are people who are like they don't like that because it's like mm-hmm. biden's the savior mm-hmm. and so um but much like you you know you said at the beginning up top that that comedy is a place where people can kind of say what they want and uh, I do think that you're supposed to be funny. And I do think that I struggle with that sometimes because I am a very opinionated person. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the reason I got into comedies because I feel like I, I have no interest in talking about how long a bank line is. As funny as it can be, like it's, that's not why I've, I feel like I need a microphone. Yeah. Um, so while COVID is going on and while things don't make sense, which excites me, mm-hmm. uh, I think that I think that and this might sound a little like egotistical or grandiose. And I don't know if I think of myself in this way, but it's like someone needs to say something, right? Like there needs to be conversations where people are like, Hey, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like do whatever you want with that information. I'm always, I'm never here to tell people what to think, but I will give you information that does not make sense and say it doesn't make sense. And it's like, what you do with that after I bring it up is (laughs) that's that's on you. So, Um, you yeah. have a podcast that you appear on. Is it yours? I, I've never asked. Like, it's the 69th Amendment. Is yeah, that correct? That's both mine. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that is obviously a little bit more along the, the political side of things. Uh, yeah. Your, your clips for a Scott Hall show, like, they are so fucking funny. Dude, oh, they, like they are on fire. And I know what it's like, the YouTube world, and everyone's fighting for attention and it's really difficult to get attention sometimes Mm. your clips especially the stuff that you do the raw comedy where you're out there with the mic just wherever it is out and about that is some of the funniest stuff i mean it's just as good as anything else that is out there and i I just it kills me i mean honestly i I share them with friends i'm like this guy you're fire and do, do you find that is your your best brand of comedy and that's something is that something that you've been doing that's new? Like as far as uh, well, going out and about like that? I don't remember seeing as much of it when you were... In D.C.? Yeah. I started comedy as like a crowd work guy. I bartended. I told you I'd been in the restaurant business yeah. my whole life. So talking to strangers is pretty much all I've done. I love it. And I'm, yeah. again, curious. I let, you know. So uh, I did crowd work a lot in D.C., and I was getting, but I was also doing shows. So I was getting booked a lot more because I started there. So I had big audiences to talk to. I got to New York and it's like, people are like, oh, we don't care. Like I yeah. went from being a big fish in a small pond to like, okay, well now you gotta, so I have to have audiences to talk to. I can't get that in an open mic. 
-hmm. And also, I feel like it's a kind of a comedic dream just to take a microphone and a speaker and Mm -hmm. go out to Central Park and just talk. Like, just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was one of the things I knew I wanted to do when I got to New York was just to stand up in Central Park. And funny enough, I actually met George Wallace um, while I was out there doing that. Oh, badass. He just happened to be walking around. Uh, he looked like he was wearing a George uh, George Wallace Halloween costume, and he had like a, a, a purple, <laughs> uh, like a purple blazer, like leather blazer, it was hot all the time, and a yeah. Kangol. I was like, okay, like you know, we get it. Yeah. <laughs> but to be standing there and have like a legend walk up and be like, dude, you know, and it was me and a couple buddies, and um, he just for him to be like, you know, it doesn't get any harder than this, and if you can do this, like mm-hmm. that's it. Um, that was that was pretty awesome but i mean i mean how much i like comedy because it's raw how much like it doesn't get any more raw than going out and talking to people like just anybody walking by i've had i had a religious guy tell me that um it's on tiktok on scott hall comedy but i had a religious guy got a million views he was explaining to me for 20 minutes he talked to me i didn't put the 20 minutes up obviously but he was explaining to me how eggs He's a, a vegan and he was saying eating eggs is unnatural the same way that licking a woman's vagina is unnatural. <laughs> and if they're both, they're the exact same thing. And it's like, where else am I going to meet anybody? Like, that's not going to happen. Right. I had, yeah. I had like an 80 year old lady tell me she used to do quaaludes. <laughs> like just, just walking yeah, by. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's just like literally fast walking by. And I was like, I used to do drugs. She's like, yeah, me too. And I was like, what kind? She's like quaaludes. And I was like, like, that's amazing yeah is that isn't that not like that's like what life is like it's Mm -hmm. it doesn't get any better than that just connecting with a stranger on nothing and also i've had people to tell me i'm horrible and nobody's laughing and i should shut up and get out of the way (laughs) i get a lot of that too but that's just as fun yeah and and how do you feel comedy has shaped you as a person because i mean that has to change you number one you have to be a unique type of person to want to do it i know people in comedy uh, mm. I have a tremendous amount of respect for comedy. I go to comedy festivals just for laughs in Montreal oh, uh, every year. Like, uh, who's the, your favorite comedian? Can I ask? Or do you? Um, oh top, man, top top few, top few. Okay, I I do. If I have to go, say old Bill school, Cosby. I, I love no. Bill Cosby. <laughs> just say it. I love Carlin. <laughs> uh, I, I yeah, think Carlin is is genius. Uh, yeah, two Carlin I, books right there. All right there. I love. Mm. Uh, I do love Chappelle. Uh, you know Eddie Murphy. I, I think, you know, for it, for his time and for my type of comedy, uh, like he's the goat for me. And then, you yeah. know, of course I have respect for, you know, the Richard Pryors. Uh, I love Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. You know, his he's another good, amazing good guy. Yeah. I mean, Bill Burr would be, you know, one more modern day. And then if I have to give one more out there, it would be, oh, Johnny Carr. Johnny. I, I, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that his British? name? Is it? Jimmy yes. Carr. Jimmy Carr. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually had a really nice conversation in Montreal. It's the funny thing about comedy, and I really do have a strong appreciation for what you do. It's kind of like some people just watch movies and some people are into cinema. I'm a cinema yeah. guy. And so it's yeah. not just the jokes. I love the way that you guys put together the jokes, your timing, the punchline, everything. Uh, and oh, where the fuck was I going with this? Oh, in Montreal, it's amazing how some of the most famous comedians on the face of the planet can just walk the streets and people mm-hmm. don't know who they are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you know, it's the most gratifying thing. If you know, and if you're in that group 
You know, you can yeah. pull them aside and say like, hey, and have a great conversation. And Jimmy Carr is one of the best conversations that I've had with a comedian. He actually got pulled away from me, uh, from his PR person, but he was genuinely really interested about what I thought, like what I thought about the comedy there. Oh, I love that. I always, I like to hear that too. It's always, I, I was hoping you weren't going to say he was a dick. No, he was great. Every com- yeah. comedian I've met so far has been great. That makes me very excited. Yeah, I think um, I've had conversations. I was lucky enough. I was lucky enough to start the podcast and be decent at it, like when I first started. So um, I started the podcast before, but I, I've had the opportunity to talk to a lot of older comedians initially. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'll, they all say the same thing. Like, you don't even know who you are yet. Like, uh, you get that a lot. Like, yeah. you're a baby. Like, you don't even know. Like, it's because they're all 12, 13 years in. Like, you, three, four years in, it's, you don't know shit. And you think you do. But on a more, um, like, how it's changed me, I think that when they say you don't know anything, it's not just about comedy. Like I really think, and the reason I like Patrice and, and I think Carlin and all these people are very, and Gary Shandling too. Oh yes. Are, yeah. Are very, and Norm, Norm, who I cried when he passed, I cried like a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really honest explorations of like who you are. And I know that, that Chris D'Elia is persona non grata now, but he ha- he was explaining one time on a, on a podcast, how doing stand up is like a superpower. And I, and, and how, like, if you go up three, four times a week, sometimes, you know, two, three times a night, you know, in the city and you tell a group of people, your real opinions and they hate it (laughs) and they couldn't like, they hate you. They don't want to hear you talk. They're mad that you're talking the entire time that you're talking and you have to stand there and tell them things that you thought that they were going to like. And then you have to go home and sit on that. Everything in your, everything else in your life becomes so much easier. It's just, yeah, it is like having a superpower. Like I could trip and fall in Starbucks and like drop everything. I wouldn't care. I'd be like, I would laugh. Yeah. I would laugh because I know what it's, it's just, and, and I think I gained, I, I got a lot of that from comedy and also, um, which I think is important is that I think everybody needs a thing that they care about more than whatever's like they're more than they're, I'm going to wake up make the money, pay the bills, go to bed. They need something like a, a purpose, I guess, without getting too like whatever. And I know you had David Weiss on. I know this is like maybe a little bit. Yeah, no. And let's just say that David Weiss is a flat earther. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. And, I was and, about to say, yeah. Right. And so Scott had him on the show and yeah. he did a fantastic job with them and just heard him out. And actually you were the inspiration for how I handled that podcast oh, as nice. well. So thank you. So continue. Sorry about that. Yeah. I got a lot of love from his people and stuff, but what I got from the conversation with him, regardless of, you know, outside of all the flat earth stuff is I feel like, because he was a very nice guy. Yes. And I feel like he found something that was bigger than him that allowed him to be for whatever reason. And I think that, you know, the COVID stuff, I think if you, once you start saying things that um, people don't necessarily agree with, and I feel like in comedy, you presenting your real self is something a lot of people don't do until they're like 40, 50 years old. Maybe their parents have passed. Maybe they, they have moved on from friends that had expectations of who they should be. Um, I found that David Weiss probably found that from telling people that earth is flat, mm-hmm. that he realized maybe it doesn't matter so much what other people think. And I think that having a bigger, like something that's bigger than you um, gives you that a little bit. And I feel like I found that through comedy of, of, it's okay to be me. It's okay to be myself. And I think that people find it in different ways. Mm-hmm. I think that 
an integral part of that is realizing that people are going to dislike you. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's going to like you, especially now in social media. I think it's very important to realize that, mm-hmm. that like, it's okay. It's all right to be yourself. Not, you know, it's, it's a giant world. And um, I think that comedy really gave me that. I think that uh, a purpose and something bigger than myself and, and being able to like actually examine myself and really the comfortability of, of you know, the, I, I don't know when you started the podcast or how long you've been doing. I think you've been, you were in radio before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean, maybe this is not, uh, I, I don't know. When you first started, I'm sure it was horrifying to put your real opinions and just to, mm-hmm. to speak openly. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's still terrifying. Yeah, but once you get, yeah. don't you, it is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, it is, especially always. this stuff. Like, know what yeah. I mean? I, I'm taking hits, dude. Like, there's no doubt about it, you know, doing my podcast. And I was. But doesn't the good, doesn't the good outweigh the bad so much? Like, when you get people it, that. It like, does, but it's, it's like, it's heavy, dude. It's, it's hard mm. to explain to someone that isn't dealing with a mandate. It doesn't seem like it's a lot, mm. but it's just like this fucking dark cloud. You're just constantly being reminded that the world is different for you. And. Mm. I looked through my episodes, like I'm, I'm thinking, am I just doing too much COVID stuff? I thought to myself, mm. right. And I, and I took a look through and I mean, a lot of things fall under that umbrella. Like I, I dealt with alcoholism and PTSD, um, but overall, like maybe I've done three, four shows exclusively on COVID, but it feels based on the response and the heat that I get from some people, like that's all I do. I made a post saying that I'm going to have a gentleman named Greg Hill on my show. I haven't even fucking spoken to this dude. Yeah. And, you know, it's a meme of a pilot who says, you know, he believes in his God-given rights and he doesn't believe in mandates. And he served three tours in Afghanistan and has Mm -hmm. over 13,000 flight hours. Like, this is a guy that is responsible enough to, to fly, you know, and do tours for, for the armed forces not to mention to transport human bodies from one place to another, like in, in the yeah, cockpit, just on a, yeah. on a human, on a human <laughs> level. Yeah. And then because you disagree with the fact that he doesn't like mandates and he believes in it strongly enough that he leaves his position, that people are calling yeah. him an idiot and he's stupid. Like this yeah. is a couple of weeks after Rem- Remembrance Day, you know, November yeah. 11th. And I mean, at the very least, him just being a veteran that you just can't give, uh, you just can't give enough grace to just say, you know what, we're just going to agree to disagree. Yeah. Or just scroll on by. I'm just saying he's going to be on my show. If you don't want to watch, like, just don't tune in. What happens? People, people send you messages, this, that, people talk to you in your, in your life. Uh, and also, can I, I just ask you a question? At sure. what point, at what point do you, uh, I mean, you can do, I, I want to hear the answer to both really, but at what point does the, do you, are you going to budge on getting the, sh- the jab? Uh, I'll get around to that. I don't like being told that I'm sharing misinformation. Hmm. I'm not sharing misinformation. Yeah. I'm sharing some information that you disagree with. There's yeah. a lot of stuff that I could see you post that I think is misinformation. I a know lot. it is. I've looked at um, it and it's not true. Absolutely. Right. And unfortunately, you can write whatever you want on Facebook about anything that is pro narrative. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, you know what? Take the vaccine. No one and, says anything. You know what? You can grow a second penis. And like, yeah. yeah, like that's great. I want a second penis too. Like, know what I mean? It'll give you longer lasting erections. And people, yeah, yeah you can pose that all you want. But you know, you, you say anything 
that I mean that that is factual from something else that generally the, the mainstream doesn't know. And now I'm sharing misinformation or I'm dangerous because now I'm allowing a platform for somebody else to speak. I got that with David Weiss. People said yeah. that's oh, dangerous. Man. Yeah. I'm like, what do you oh, mean yeah. it's dangerous? And he's like, well, other people might believe in flat earth. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then what? Oh, who gives yeah, a shit? So? Whatever, right? dude. I go, uh, these people are like, yeah, they ask me the same, why would you have him on? I go, because he believes in the flat earth. What, what do you mean? Why would right. I not want to talk to that guy? What are you crazy? Like, what life do you, I, of course I'm going to listen to him. Yes. And like I you said, I mean, I'm going to like take notes and then go preach. Right. He's but just I'm a super listen. guy. He's a super yeah. guy. Why not? And I said the same thing too. Like, yeah, and I'm just going to, now I'm going to lead an army of flat earthers. Like, get the fuck out of here. And in regards to changing my mind, I don't know. I don't know. I'm open. I'd still be within, you know, the hesitant range. And I don't want that to be a reflection or project that onto anybody else. Listen, if you think you need to go out there and get vaccinated for whatever reason, I don't give a shit. Even though I, I believe, okay, I'll just, my, my believies is yeah. that as long as the person that you're around is vaccinated, it doesn't matter what you do. But if you feel the need that you need to get vaccinated so you don't hurt grandma that's vaccinated, then go do it. I'll drive mm-hmm. you to the appointment. I would never tell someone not to get vaccinated because yeah. that's not my place. I would also no, encourage like my like my mom and my dad. You know, they're in their late. I mean, and again, there's reasons not to do that <laughs> that I know. Mm-hmm. But if there's if 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 once you're vaccinated, there's a 99.8% chance that you're not going to end up in the hospital. Fine. All the other stuff, I I'm going to be very honest that I haven't gone into like as far as like effects, vaccine, all this other stuff for people that are in that age range that has mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. a higher issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, for uh, someone like you, who's clearly uh, in shape, right? As you said earlier, who's, I mean. <laughs> What's that, bro? Sorry, I got a scratch uh, back here. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't, I, isn't it known, this is where I get, isn't it known that you're getting the vaccine not to prevent transmission or not to catch, just to keep yourself out of the hospital, right? Right. So then, then I don't. Yeah. I, that's I, where know what, dude, I just want to be able to make my choice and, yeah. and not have to suffer consequences for it outside of the fact that I just might put myself at greater risk, right? That's mm-hmm. it. When I'm a, if I'm in a room of 20 vaccinated people, I'm not a danger to them. I am the one that's more likely to be in danger because I'm not vaccinated. Correct. I'm willing to say that, right? Like, so I, I want everyone to be able to make their choice. And be happy with that choice. And for me to go out and tell other people that they shouldn't have that choice or don't do A, B, C, or D, then I can't be upset or frustrated with the fact that people are trying to navigate me down a road that I don't necessarily want to go. Let's just let one another do what we want to do. Um, You know, again, I'm not as familiar with the landscape in the United States, other though it, 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 Although it seems that if you're within, you know, the red demographic, you're probably less likely to be vaccinated, I guess. And if you're in the blue demographic, you're likely uh, more. Is that how it works there? Yeah, I will tell you something that shocks most people in New York. And the thing I, uh, I'm very against identity politics, and I don't. I think it's an awful way to, to you know, just to put people in categories. Mm-hmm. But just as a, a thought experiment for some of the people who do believe that, which is generally people, you know, 
like I said, I'll have a lady come explain to me and she's like, oh, these white men on the train, I just can't believe they won't get vaccinated, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, in New York City, 70 to 80% of the people that aren't vaccinated are African-American or minority. Yeah, that's right. It is not, it is not, it is not a majority like white Republican thing. And, it, and, and there are valid reasons for that. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from like people who don't understand the Tuskegee experiments that went on for like 30, 40 years. Yes. And all these and all these other things, because and people say that and it's like, OK, well, is a 20, 20 year old going to know about that? Maybe, maybe not. Depends on their family. They don't where blacks are basically given syphilis. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah for four yeah, decades. They, yeah. And they were yeah. told they were getting treated for it and they were right. not they were getting no. placebos. Right. Um, so there's that. But also just let's let's say on a basic level. Right. I, I don't know what makes those groups. I'm not here to like analyze any type of group of people. I'm not going to do that. Mm. But if you are in those groups, maybe you, I think you are mo- you are likely to be of a income, right? A lower income, and percentage wise, and even I think well I, maybe this breaks down on a on an income level thing too. My my the one thing I just want to say is like <laughs> I know I'm like rambling, but my point is that one of the options that the reasons that it could be that is because people when you get a shot, right, if you look at the facts and you're like, oh, I'm going to have a 99% chance of not getting, to, not going to the hospital, not getting sick. But if I get this vaccination, I could end up into the emergency room. I've had people on my podcast. That means I might have to take time off of work. Right. That means I might have to, you know, and people cannot afford to do these types of mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Some people can't afford to have daycare. Some people just don't. They, they look at the two risks. They look at the amount of time. They look at this. They look at that. And they make the decision for them that makes the most sense at the time. You know, and and that is being completely ignored. Mm-hmm. And it's just, uh, yeah, that's odd. I just want to point out that because people are like, oh, well, they're not getting it because the there's some microchip, or they're not going to the vaccine's not going to kill you. And it's like it might be as simple as they don't want to end up in the emergency room for like two, three weeks, right? For whatever reason. Yeah, I I try not to put too much judgment on on what people do. I mean, I definitely have my it's thoughts. A, yeah, and, I don't and I'll know, share those it's... thoughts with people that are like-minded individuals. I don't go vomiting them on other people. The one thing that I do preach, and, and you had spoken to this in regards to the message from a lot of media, which is like, you know, that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, Bill Gates had come out not that long ago saying like, you know, these vaccines aren't necessarily the, ba- the best in regards to reducing transmission. They're very good for, you know, someone's own personal health, right? And I've been sharing mm-hmm. that uh, quite a bit is just to let's, di- let's dispel this myth uh, that this is just an unvaccinated problem and that everyone plays a role right now. And when we used to say, you know, we're all in this together, we still are. And regardless what the narrative might be out there, we're all in this together. And I, I think it's really important that we remember that. And I'm definitely, if, if, I had to, if I had to label myself one thing, it would be I'm anti-mandate. I, I, yeah. And unfortunately, the mandate's, seem to fall underneath that umbrella, obviously, of getting a jab, right? Um, and I see them as being, you know, not necessarily two completely sovereign things, but they are different. And I think we just need to find, you know, a better way if, if that's, you know, what I'm going to say in regards to, to closing, because we've been going for a good time. I know, I know. And I've been rambling. No, you've been doing fantastic. And you're, you were the right person for this conversation. I honestly didn't know we were going to agree uh, uh, as much, even though we're, we are I'll kind of on different side of the spectrums. Uh, pardon me, you sorry. Fight? You want to argue? I'll yeah. argue if you want. You're a dick. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I guess if anything, it just maybe to do a little bit better to kind of live life as a comedy. Yeah. Make the world a better place. Yeah. I, I just, I think the same thing you do. I think at the end of the day, we should just, my whole goal, and I know that I kind of have, I have a lot of theories and I, I, I go on tangents but that's just because i have a lot of stuff in my head and it's very concerning to me that people don't they're not we've we're losing like a sense of humanity that is that like we are all in this together that's it's very scary to me that we can look at it like you're looking at someone with no information and you're like oh this thing is their fault and it's right. just like global thing and it's being put in your face it's just very scary to me the future of of the division and how how fast it's happening and how clear people are drawing lines and and dismissing their friends and family and, and all this other stuff over things that none of us have a hundred percent of the information on a very few select people know like everything. Correct. And that's just the fact. And that's about almost anything. Um, I just think everyone should love everybody, you know, like, like yeah. start, start there, oh. start there. You know what I mean? Like this podcast going, this is going to shit. This is no good. This isn't what? divisive. <laughs> I get, oh, you're, I hate you. You're fat. Yeah, you're fat. Thanks. How about that? Yeah, you're yeah. not strong enough, bro. You need to yeah, lift dude. more. Yeah. Uh, so, Scott, thank you very much. Scott Hall, comedian, uh, 69th Amendment, also the, the Scott Hall Show. Uh, you should yes, check sir. out both. I'm going to make sure it's in the description. Uh, where else can people find you, brother? Just find me on Instagram. I got a couple shows coming up in New York. Just find me on IG, Scott Hall Stand Up. I put everything there. All right, brother. Thank you once again for being on the show. And thank you for watching yet another edition of the Launchpad podcast. If you enjoyed the content, you're still here. Uh, give it a like, a subscribe would also be greatly appreciated. And I'm going to make sure to have uh, all your links there, buddy, so they can do the exact same for you. You deserve it. His shit is fire. Uh, you got to take you got to make sure to check it out. You take thank care. You, be well. Love simply because you can.